has Aubrey Price ever had a, a role like this before? She says she hasn't, which is like... Because she looks fine. She looks <laughs> is that pink. why you... I, okay, I thought you were asking for like artistic reasons. <laughs> 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 Hi guys, and welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. And today, we will be talking about the best show on TV, of course, the HBO favourite, The White Lotus. And, you know, I feel like when I actually record a podcast, the first thing to do on a podcast is actually turn up to record that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I think today, I'm joined by my good friend, Hadja. Oh, wait, I'm not joining my good friend Hadja because she's not around and she didn't tell me she was coming until five minutes ago. So we've got, you know, the Elegana Solskjaer, you know. Pulled me off from the bench, didn't the you? Olivier Giroud. <laughs> <laughs> Today I'm joined by my great friend who actually turns up, Bankale. I didn't. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't expect to be a, what do you call it, a replacement guest on my own podcast, but here we are. Um, <laughs> it just, thank you. It just always <laughs> brings you, you back in, doesn't it? It's just kind of I mean, if you're, if you're watching on YouTube, you can tell that I'm still wearing my, my robe, my winter robe, because this was a very last minute situation. Def- definitely not on your habitats. You're wearing like four legs. Actually, let me, let me remove it because I need to be professional. <laughs> I'll into, into professional. I'll remove it. But to be fair, it's a, it's a hot episode, isn't it? So you need to... It is a very sexy and steamy season of White Lotus, isn't it? so much sex, man. Jesus Christ. Anyways, before we get to the episode, guys, please... Wait, can we just... I think we should... Should we get one more dig in at Hadja? Just like... No, we'll do it, like, along the episode, don't worry. Um, But yeah, I mean, Jibs, I think it's the first time since the Oscars? No, maybe... Really? Did we do Better Call Saul? Better Call Saul. Did we do do any industry? Wasn't time because I was, you know doing other things i don't think we did soul together we didn't do soul no we maybe did one like of the maybe one, one of the earlier episodes one of, yeah, yeah one of the early episodes still that's that's a wow that's, yeah, that's but, but, shout out to me it was you know shout out to me baby put it for four straight months <laughs> shout poor out guy, to me man poor, poor guy actually turns up unlike <laughs> anyway guys before we get to the episode please don't forget to um review rate subscribe in all the platforms whether it's spotify YouTube, whether looking at our faces, all the um, platforms really helps us, you know, in terms of how I record things and what to focus on. Also, don't forget to just, you know, drop us DMs, suggestions on what you think we should discuss, you know, other ideas or suggestions for the podcast as well would be much appreciated. So please, please, if you listened so far, just, you know, rate, review, give us any ratings whatsoever, drop us some hate drop us some suggestions we appreciate it all and it really helps us in what we're doing so yeah yeah Thank i mean while really i'm here well. i can i can tease that we're gonna have episodes on the final season of atlanta it will be back for that we're gonna talk about black panther we're gonna talk about i have a recommendations episode coming up soon where we're gonna i'm gonna give out some shows that maybe you guys didn't hear about over the course of the year that you want to watch over so we're gonna rec- recommend black adam to them <laughs> No, no, trust me. I, I, I edited your Black Adam tirade from the last episode. I'm not about to do that again. Gosh, this, oh man. Dwayne Johnson. I, I mostly agree with you, which is very rare when it comes to superhero movies. Nice but, anyways, um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to record, I'm sorry, recommend 
shows. I'm going to do a top 10, obviously, towards the end of the year. And then, yeah, we'll, I'll do some recommendations and then we'll probably cut off for the for the year. So just some fun stuff for you guys to listen to. I think Christmas movies coming out. I'm sure they are. I mean, it's not, that's not really Christmas a genre podcast. that I follow. <laughs> there's the one with... Anyway, I'm never going to say who's in it because you, you don't like either of them and that would be a whole... That tell would be me, another 10-minute segment. I'm not, I'm not doing it because that would be a 10-minute segment that I do not want to edit out. So can we just oh cut <laughs> Okay, guys. Thanks a lot for for everything for listening and uh, yeah let's get into the to the podcast yeah so guys the white lotus season two episode two and episode three both called each called the italian dream and blue and bull elephants respectively i think the best thing about talking about the white lotus is like every single obviously at the start of every um podcast we have to say who it was written and directed by and kind of like we're on directed episode again but it's you know complete. It's written and directed by Mike White. No, no googling involved. Yeah, no just, googling involved. No. <laughs> complete creative control over this series. And what do you think about that? Just off the top of your head, just um, him having the autonomy to do anything he wants to do. So I've never really, not never really. I wasn't really a Mike White person. I didn't know about his work going into. Apparently, Mike White is a very. He, he was a contestant on Survivor. Yeah. Like he's apparently a very enigmatic person in Hollywood. Like he's been a contestant on Survivor and written stuff. But like what people might not know, the reason this show I mean, even came unless about, you're whacking famous Phoenix, you need to be an enigmatic person in Hollywood, don't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um he people might not know the story, like Casey Blois, who is head of um content at HBO, was just mm-hmm. like, Look, Mike, because obviously Mike White has done some stuff for him. Sorry, Mike White has done some stuff for HBO in previous years. And it was like, Look, Mike, I know you write fast. There's a global pandemic. We don't have stuff. Like, can you write something for me? And then we'll go and shoot this now. And it comes out in like a year. This was for the mm-hmm. first season. So like, yeah, Mike, I just went and wrote six episodes and then they shot that. So like, it wasn't like this thing that was planned for 10 years or whatever. Just like, look, I know you write fast. I need a show. All my shows are either like stuck in like production hell because of COVID or the writers are still writing or whatever. So it's like, what can you do? And then, so it makes sense that he will write them because there's no time to assemble a writing team or whatever. And I guess when you have success with that in the first season, you might as well just go, go ahead and do it in the second season. So I'm not like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't particularly hate it. People, a lot of people have done it before. It's, if you do that, it's bad. Tyler Perry, then I have a problem. But like, <laughs> if you can do that and it works well, then fair enough. Like. <laughs> so just sort of talking about these two episodes, we're trying to do something quite different with these in terms of we're going to be talking two episodes. I mean, we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you guys just... You know, tell us what you think about it. Leave us any suggestions or any recommendations of what you think we should do. But obviously, we're tackling two episodes for this podcast episode. Mm-hmm. And we're going to sort of start with, uh, I'm going to ask you this question. Which storyline, we're three episodes in now, or which group of people are you most invested in? God, as the two couples, easily. <laughs> Harper, um, Ethan, what's Theo James's character's name? Cameron. And um, Cameron, yeah, and um, Daphne. Daph- I mean, Daphne. Obviously, it's it's helpful the fact that like that storyline has a lot of the performers that I already like. Like I've liked Megan Faye mm-hmm. a lot in the bow type, Obi Plaza, Obi yeah. Plaza, like Theo James. I've never, I've never really Plaza, watched Theo yeah. James, so like, you watch, you didn't watch Divergence? <laughs> Let's, of course not. <laughs> um, well, Sharp, I've never watched him. I've been intrigued by him because he's like he's a British writer and director. 
So I'm like, he's oh, British. yeah, he's British. He's British. So there's a scene where him and Theo James, I'm like, oh, these are just two British men acting like Americans in yeah. this scene. I know Theo James is British. Yeah. I know he was British. Yeah, Will Sharp is British. He's like, he's, for anyone who's listening, he's married to Sofia DiMartino, who was um, Sylvie on the Loki show. But yeah, he's a British writer and director. Like he, he's written movies and TV shows and created stuff. So I was like, oh, I'm always intrigued with someone like that just doing it. So even just meta, from a meta point of view, I'm already interested in that storyline. And then I just feel like it's the most mm-hmm. interesting storyline. Um, although I am very intrigued by the the three generation of men, I <laughs> I I mean we can yeah we can talk about it a bit later. But I'm intrigued a lot about by that storyline just because I think it could go. Places. Yeah, I think the more I thought about it, I, I think this show because in the first in the first season of the White Lotus there was definitely a racial mm-hmm. dynamic mm-hmm. in there in terms of like how these white characters related to other characters or minor characters of color. And I think in this season, there's definitely been a shift from how do these, you know, several men kind of relate to the women in their lives and the women around them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But before I go into that, what kind of psychopath runs every day during holidays? Okay. <laughs> Wakes up in the morning and runs. I'm just like, I have so I mean, many thoughts. Maybe it's, it's a bit. Just running in general. Maybe it's a bit for teachers that I'm on this episode because I have so many thoughts about. First of all, there's things, so many things you said. First of all, I said what kind of psychopath <laughs> runs on holiday, right? That's one. But then I was thinking about <laughs> when these guys were eating breakfast, not to them, um, Tiny's assistant, Haley Richards, Lou Richardson's character, I can't remember her name now. Um, Portia? Who is a character that I think, she might be the one character I'm interested in the most, like just as a character, not in okay. terms of storyline, just like what exactly is going on with this character. But when mm-hmm. her and Albie were having breakfast, they were eating like fruits. Oh, man. And I was like, why are you eating fruits on holiday? No, no. It's, it's a buffet breakfast. Do not you don't want health, man. You need holiday. to go out and eat the most unhealthy shits. Yeah. I mean, I actually tried it once. I went yeah. I went to around in the Mediterranean and mm. it's really hot. It is really hot. And you're like, to be fair, my friend was like, if you want to do any sort of exercise whatsoever, you need to actually wake up in the, you know, early in the yeah. hours. I'm just like, well, that, I mean, I'm already out of this because you're asking me to wake up around like six, seven holiday, which is just, yeah, out of that. So, but when he gets back from his running, yeah, it was a very awkward, interesting, bemusing scene like where he's like, awkward, but yeah, where, yeah, because <laughs> where, yeah, he comes back and he's like jerking off and Aubrey Plaza, Harper sort of sees him or well, he stops, mm-hmm, but she mm-hmm. can still hear the. Yeah. <laughs> he's really casual. I was like, "Yeah, I was about to check." I think she's I like, like, "She's like, why are you? Why do you? Have, why do you have a bird?" And he's like, "Fair question." I'm like, "That is a fair question." Thank you, well done. <laughs> but I think it makes sense because later, he, obviously, in episode three, he says that he never lies to his wife. So he's just like, why? "Yeah, what's the point of lying here? Like, Same. this is what I was doing. Like, which makes sense." Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's like even if you're like, oh, "I was watching porn," it's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, okay," and it's sort of like, "Do you want to do it now?" And it's like, "No, I want to shower," and it's just like, oh, "Okay, this so." Is... I have a problem because that scene, I think he does some of the whitest shit I've ever seen on TV. Right. Go on. First of all, he just, first time I watched it, I was like, oh, he's had a shower and he's going to bed to masturbate and he's going back to shower. So I was like, why is he having a shower again? Because he didn't finish. That's, yeah. But then on rewatch, I realized that he hadn't showered after the run. He was fresh off the run and he took his naked body not? to the bed. That's do you know pretty. How fucking dirty. Do you know how white that is? Like he took his <laughs> dirty, runny body onto his bed. We naked. don't want to alienate our Caucasian listeners. Look, man, if, come I'm sorry, guys, but if you feel on. offended by what I just said, <laughs> then you're one of those guys that don't want to watch your legs. Guys, talk to your mans. And I, I believe that all our <laughs> listeners watch their legs. I just believe that. 
<laughs> but then speaking of washing his legs, he spends like five seconds in the shower. Like, do you remember that scene? Like, Obi Plaza is talking I in the shower. That scene, yeah. that scene happens in, in yeah, real time. Was... And I was just like, oh my God, this is so disgusting. Can't believe I'm watching. Pretty much. Too. Well, I mean, he gets into the gets into the sea later on just to try and defend him. No, he doesn't. That, that's the I next episode, actually. This is... That's actually the next episode. And that is, yeah, I think I'm all out. I'm all out. No, there's no difference. But yeah. I feel it's it's pretty it's pretty interesting because you're sort of seeing this weird dynamic between both of them. Mm-hmm. Um Aubrey Plaza, Harper and Ethan, and let's bring in Cameron and Daphne. Mm-hmm. And I mean their breakfast sessions, they're so gosh, I can't really hope. No, but again, it's the word you said to... awkward. awkward. I was thinking yes. a lot about Mike White's writer. I'm trying to understand what his writing is like, right? And I think mm-hmm. I think he does write a lot of realistic characters but in a way that like maybe we don't really see them in real life like in our lives don't sort of realize it yeah but they're also awkward and for different reasons and like there's either there's something not being said or there's something they're trying to hide or is their insecurity who's the most normal person on this show it might actually be Hayley Richardson's character and she's not that normal because I have thoughts about Alvi I have serious thoughts about Alvi so yes I don't think it's him the the more yeah gosh honestly in terms of it might be um, Haley's character or F. Marie Abraham's character, Bert. Yeah. Like, this might be... You know what he is. <laughs> exactly. Which is... You know what he is. And is I know both of them of... in real life. Like, we, we, we know those two people. So, yeah, in terms of who... It might be one of them, which is not setting a high bar. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, sorry. Um, by the way, this is like... The, I think this is the first time I've ever been on a podcast, on this podcast, where I'm not the one leading. So this is a very interesting <laughs> turn of, of fortunes. You um, take control, don't you? No, this is my podcast. But... It's because that episode you kind of see she's just sort of rebuffing mm-hmm. Cameron at all chances. Then it sort of gets to the later scene where she's swimming. Then he does like this really weird, like sort of yeah, just childish middle school <laughs> behavior sort of thing. Like, you don't like, like me? Why are you talking to me? Why don't you yeah. like me? <laughs> like what? This is <laughs> like how old are you, big man? And she's like, no, I don't like you. I do like you, and it's like okay, let's. Really strange. And I mean, do you think that's definitely going to something, have consequences? Something has happened there. Something has happened. Do you they're going to pipe? That's my question. I mean, I think, I know Haja definitely mentioned it when you guys mm-hmm. the pilot, the premiere. And there's definitely going to be something there. Wasn't this know. episode where she sees his, his ass as that well? That was the first episode. It's the first episode, yeah. So there's, is that going to be a one-on-one thing? Like he's he's obviously going to flirt with her. He's already started trying to do that. Mm-hmm. Whether they have like tried to have sex one on one or um, keep mixing that. I don't know. Like Daphne flirts with Ethan, or do they want a group thing? I don't know. But I definitely, there's definitely sex involved in this storyline. Like it's not. Has um, Aubrey Price ever had a, a role like this before? She says she hasn't, which is like because she looks fine. <laughs> She's is that pain. why you okay? I thought you were asking for like artistic reasons. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she's never like. I think, I think you probably know a lot more of her material. Than Not me, really. I haven't seen that much of Obi Plaza. But I think I my idea it. of what Obi Plaza does characterize it's like you know awkward mm-hmm, sort mm-hmm. of, uh, and she's doing that as well. But there's definitely a you know. Mike White says he wrote this role for her and she's like, mm-hmm. whenever anyone writes a role for me, it's not this. Is it really something, like you said, more awkward or more sinister or like more, more sinister, yeah. Yeah, so definitely, I don't think she's done Suspicious. a role like this, no. I mean, she's still doing that a little bit, but... Mm-hmm. Because what she's great at. He has like, a little... 
Yeah. She has a little a little spice. Uh, a, a, a little, little spicy white. But <laughs> I mean she kind of is. She's, she's oh, Puerto, half Puerto Rican on the show, isn't she? Bancole. I'm going on the show. I'm not Jesus. It's Christ. you that said she looks it's you that said that's the sort of thing I'd say, not exactly. Say, you so. said that we're finishing each other's sentences. Stamp, stomping all over my territory. <laughs> well, I mean, it kind of mm-hmm. leading on to episode three, they go to well, Cameron and Daphne are supposed to be going to the spot called Noto. Mm-hmm. Noto? Noto? One of them. But <laughs> But um, obviously, Cameron Fear, James' character, wants to go jet skiing. So there's a lot. So you're kind of seeing, like, I mean, who is con- not who's controlling who, but who kind of wears the pants, who is the boss of the relationship. But you kind of, what do you think of that little? Wait, who do you think? Who do you think like? is the boss? Who do you think is wearing the pants? Fear, James. I don't know. I think she controlled that situation. I mean, I, I think she wanted him to go with her, but like when she realized that was not happening, she knew what she was going to do. Like she, because I think, because I think normally in a show they want to make it obvious that it was the James who has that, you know, mm-hmm. that, that dynamic. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just wait for you then. But she's like, no, I'm going to do my own thing. So, yeah, I think she. I mean, why, I, maybe, I think she does. Should we just talk about what I think is one of the best scenes of the episode, maybe the season so far? Let's go to. Are we going to know that? Yes, that, that's that scene between Obi Plaza and. Megan Fahey is, is so, so good. Yeah, it definitely sort of follows up on what I was saying in terms of when Obi Plaza, I mean, it's amazing because it just goes to close up as well where it's like, do you think he's cheating on me? And she's like, and maybe once that I know of. I'm just like, maybe once that I know of. She's fully aware that she knows this guy is <laughs> not the best of people. Do you know what I'm saying? He's not the number one. But he's top, better than his friends. Husband, so that's, that's, all that, that's all that matters. He's better than his co-workers. So I think she probably does what... Do you think she cheats as well? I don't think so. I don't, I don't want... Right. I think maybe she gets so you, her revenge. Do you think she's at peace? She's at peace with... Well, what does she say? She says this is, her, this is the way I deal with it, right? Like, I do what I want. That way I'm not resentful. Like, I get to buy out a palazzo in, in Nodo and yeah. spend the night and do edibles. That way I'm not angry at the fact that he's probably cheating. Right. So like Best I, conversations I, happen during edible. Yeah. So I, friend. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. I think I I, I don't think she's cheating. I mean I, I don't want to it's weird. I don't know. But I think that scene really like look, Megan Fahey is doing an incredible job. This is this could be a nothing part. There's so many like all the actors in this yeah, show are just Yeah, amazing. this could be this could be a role that was just like, oh, this is just like a vapid woman stay out home wife who doesn't like vote Boys or whatever sort of thing, yeah. yeah just bind so like this could but like every she i don't know she injects this kind of something i don't know what to do but inject something i feel like, like i think that scene really added really added some you know mm-hmm. some layers like she's not oblivious it. she knows what is going no, on no 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 she's completely you, you can see that i'll be you say she's in control of the situation i don't know can you i don't know if you can be whatever in control that, when your husband is cheating means. on you but I think yeah. she's in control of her reaction to it. And she's in control of how right. she's going to let it affect her. She's not yeah. going to be like angry or sad. I was like, okay, you're cheating. Fair enough. I'm going to just use your money, I guess, and have my own fun. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to be sad. I'm not going to be a victim, like she says, because, which is why I think. And I think Obi Plaza, when she, Harper, you can see Harper's like, oh, I actually respect you. Like, yeah. I respect you like, a she lot. Ha- you know she always had like this idea or this perception of like, that couple, they're all full of shit. Mm-hmm. They're not as happy as they think. You know, there's problems to every relationship. Yada yada yada. Big hating energy, right? Bad vibes. Get Big hating energy. <laughs> and I think once once that scene happens, she's like, "Oh shit, I, 
Okay. I think these people are a lot more nuanced. I like complicated than. Yeah. I mean, because earlier in the episode, they are fighting and they said they never fight. So, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I mean, talk about loaded questions, man. Do you think Cam would cheat on you? I mean, so that's like asking, have you stopped cheating her? And it's like a girlfriend. It's like, jeez. <laughs> it's the way she asks it. Like she's playing the piano and she's almost like she's been thinking about it. She just turns to her and obviously Daphne has, is like staring into the ceiling, high of edibles, high of maybe pain or whatever. And she's just like, do you think Cameron has cheated on you before? I'm just like, wow. Funny because like, as we're about to digest that scene, we head back to the villa <laughs> with Cameron. Okay. I was going to ask Kaja this said, question. Do you know how funny? Hold, hold on. Let me cut you off. Cause yeah. I, always, I never cut you off. So I'm going to cut you off this yeah. time. Because you know, the James Cameron is having that conversation about monogamy mm-hmm. and how monogamy is all the fast and mm-hmm. everything, right? Do you know what's funny? What? I had that same conversation. <laughs> what, what side were you on? Were you on the James' side? I was, no, because n- normally I, I always like troll and play devil's advocate, right? So I was against two couples, of course. <laughs> so you can guess which side I was, I was on. So I was Wait, two like, couples and four people? Four people, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> so you're just there fighting the good fight of I was of there just talking worse, man. It was middle of the night and I was a little bit wave. So I was talking about how... Anyway. It's like they Did you say it was created by the elite? I, I, I went a bit more um, evolution... We're not, oh, don't tell me you did. That's the male podcast thing. We're not, we're not, we're not designed to be monogamous. Oh my God. I hope you didn't tell them you have a like, podcast. They're having a good time, aren't they? Um, who, th- um, DJ's character. Cameron and Ethan. Well, Cameron is having a good so, time. Ethan okay, is so. I have so many questions. First of all. Go on. Did Ethan cheat? I, I didn't want to ask. I would have wanted, I would have wanted Hadja to answer this question, but obviously she. Yeah. Also, I was going to ask, I was going to ask her. I'm not going to call her name. Again. This episode, I was going to ask her what, because it's obvious that Cameron works in finance. Mm-hmm. I mean, he says it all right now. Yeah. Mm. And I think he's in sales in investment bank. He's like investment Harper. Yeah. It's definitely Harper because yeah. he was like, yeah. so I'm going to ask about that relationship as well in terms of, because he wanted to basically be Ethan's coverage. Let's bring back the industry, industry lingo. Industry lingo. <laughs> Let's bring back the industry lingo. So he's like, let me, let me, let me be your coverage. Let me. Well, I think it's two things. Managing so money, basically. He should have known beforehand so he could trade on it. it I, exactly. traded. Shout out to industry. Exactly. <laughs> and then also, <laughs> he would have wanted to, he wants to, he wants to say, come, bring some of that money, let's, let's invest it for you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, female listeners, that anyone that's listening, all the women that are listening. Finance, reach out. No, for, not even finance. Just women that are listening. Let's, I, like, did Ethan? I want to know if Ethan like. Oh, you want to ask her? Yeah, by letter of the Lord, did Ethan cheat? And then if he did, oh, because cheat, he, like, kissed, uh, he kissed. He kissed, but he obviously a... stops it. Um, he, Who did, did he kiss? Mia, I think it was Mia. Yeah, yeah, yeah the sex yeah, worker, yeah. right? Yeah, Lucy has Lucy has the actual sex worker, and then Mia is the singer who is probably going to do some sexual decisions. Who well. has an amazing voice? She does have a good voice, and put the put the older man to shame because he was not singing yeah, <laughs> by our like, standard. Like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we have to go to that storyline. But yeah, I, I, we'll get to that. So I don't know. Like you said, all the actors have been really good, and I don't think I've, I haven't loved Will Sharp's performance. I thought he was he's been funny. I thought he was really funny in that breakfast when Obi Plaza is trying to be nice, and he's like, "What are you doing?" And she's like, "Come to Nodo with me." And he's been very prickly. I haven't really loved the performance, but I feel like in the last times of this episode. Like when he's just, it's like, what the fuck? I want to sleep. He's smoking this in is not the me, room. Man. This <laughs> is like, not me. Before at he opens all. the door for them to come in, 
when he's like when he's watching her, um Mia, so not Mia, sorry, Lucia and Lucia and Cameron, Cameron have sex, and mm-hmm. she's like, "What the? F- how did I end up here?" Like you can see, I I thought that was some. I think that's the best acting he's done this season so far, definitely. And I just I was very very affected by by what. The last 25 minutes of episode three was a lot. It's a lot. Because I feel like uh, we're talking before we quick record, like the first two episodes were basically, you know, season building basically, Mm -hmm, wasn't mm -hmm. it? Yeah. Which, yeah, which is, I mean, you have to do it. And I guess we have enough background now. I'm going to actually start, you know, hop on the bus. Let's drive the plot, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts on this before we move on? I guess on the on the couples. Yeah, I mean, it will be interesting to see the repercussions of his infidelity, and well, or, well, Cameron's definite infidelity, and Ethan. I mean, Ethan's going to tell Harper. It's just, I guess it depends like what happens. Is he going to tell Harper? <sighs> well, we'll see. Yeah, true, true. Why but, is yeah. Harper? Harper probably ask why? Why are these locals looking at us in that weird way? What happened? We need to. Another conversation into another conversation. I mean, Mia, just Ask before him. we leave, Mia is, is so not for this life. Like, he's like, no, once I'm no. Mia's like, okay, he said, no, that's fine. I'm gone. Like, I don't even want to be involved in this. She I'm... hasn't actually. No, she hasn't. Her, she? No, she hasn't. She yeah. Hasn't. She doesn't the want fact, to. She was supposed to pipe in Korea character and she slept off, didn't she? Yeah. Um, so far, man. Come on. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I'm very intrigued because, like, there's this. And even just like, Back to quickly episode one, when Cameron is like, I'll go with you, you being mm-hmm. on the plaza to get the swim trunks. There's a look Daphne gives. I, I don't know who she, I don't know if she gave the look to Cameron or to Ethan, but she's a look and she's like, almost either it's like, I know what you're doing because you like to cheat or this is part of the plan. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's like a swinger situation or like, I'm, I'm interested to know what the plan is here. Or is he just going on his own and just wanting to like, flirt with and maybe have sex with Obi Plaza's character. Very, I'm very interested to see to see what she says. She wants to pipe everything. She's just, man, he's just having a good holiday. Man. I mean, he says, look, says everybody cheats. That's what he said. So. <laughs> anyway, do you want to move on? Let's move on. Let's talk about Tanya and Greg. Oh, this is where I, I thought we were going to go to the next. Okay, let's talk about Tanya. Let's throw a nice curveball. <laughs> let's talk about Tanya and Greg. Um, I sort of started from like both ends of the spectrum. Okay, I have a question. And I guess it's, How didn't they fucking fall off that moped? That's my first question. Oh, that would... That, look. See, Greg is, <laughs> Greg is a terrible person. And I don't think Greg is cheating because it seems a bit too obvious that he's cheating. Do you get what I mean? I've heard all sorts, man. But as another family. I've heard that as well. Uh, I think I heard that the cancer was back or something. Yeah. So I don't think it's cheating because it's a bit too obvious if he's actually cheating. And maybe the show doesn't want to do that. So that's a bit obvious. So I don't think it's cheating. But whatever he's doing, he's he's not a good person. Greg is it like he, he gives so many snide is remarks. Is he not? So but, what's the dynamic between them there? Because I feel like she definitely has the upper hand in that relationship. Well, she has the because, she has the money. But so how does that you're yeah. a lawyer, so how does that prenup work then? Because I thought she's richer than him. Yeah, she's way richer. So she made him sign a prenup. So if they break up, he gets ah, nothing. Ah, right. So, so he's not going to leave a shit. Yeah. But he has money as well. Not really. Probably not her money. No, I don't think he has money. Like, he has money. Like like I said, he has to, He works to get money. He right, doesn't have disposable right. income. Like wealth, yeah, yeah, I don't think right, he's... Okay. I think he's... he's well, obviously, he's worth enough to leave to be at a white lotus for, as for season one. Mm-hmm. But also, he thought he was dying. So maybe he was giving up all his money. I don't think... So I think he's like... He's making good money for someone that's working in 9 to 5. 
He's definitely right, not like okay. she's what half a billion. Like she's different. She's, she's different. He's probably the yeah. poorest person at that white lotus right now. Like that's what people we know. Greg, Ooh. he's poorer than the Hollywood guy. The Hollywood guy, I think, is like a Harvey Weinstein kind of guy. You're right. Yeah. Um, Dumb. He's poorer than um, Cameron and, and Ethan. Like so yeah, I think he's definitely poorest out of them. Is Cameron? Is he old money or is he just investment banking money? I think it's best because I thought it was old money, but then Ethan was like, "You've been doing, you've been good for a while." So I think he probably just went, he went to Goldman very early and just started making, right. making upper like money kids, very he? early. So yeah. It's probably like a like director or something. Yeah, he's, yeah. Makes so, sense, yeah. Well, but my question was, so the question I guess is twofold. I can come now. How many? If you are at a Hilton, let's say you're at Hilton. Look, Mario. I don't want to show my ass here. But I'm not saying Hilton is the best. Like, people are like, what are you talking about? Hilton. Hilton is not a five star. Four I, seasons. I don't know anything. I don't know anything about hotels. So just, I'm just using Hilton because the first thing that came to my mind. But if you're at a top top hotel, right in London, let's not say London. Pick somewhere. I don't know. Bristol. Pick somewhere realistic. <laughs> um, if you're at a top hotel in Barcelona and somebody dies, okay. right? That's definitely not Bristol. Then carry on. <laughs> and, 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 someone, and somebody dies, would you go to? Another branch of that hotel in a different country, or would you just stop going to the hotels in I, general? No, I will stop going to. You I will mean, stop if going. I really, I mean, death aside, if I really enjoyed my experience, I know that sounds really death good aside. <laughs> but I feel it's like once you reach a, le- a certain level of wealth, it's just it's a certain level of service and you know stuff that you just expect that not a lot of places that probably give you. Okay, that aside, if it's like if you if you only four seasons, yeah, you know. That's all you know. You're not going to yeah, that's travel or journey. That's very fair. But I guess, the, but the, or the, anyway, okay, my second question, which is very similar, is if you hear of a very famous death at the Four Seasons in Barcelona, and then three years later, there's, a, there's another group of deaths at the Four Seasons in Italy, would you still be going to Four Seasons? Wouldn't you stop going to Four Seasons? If I'm the FBI, I'm <laughs> charting that. I just feel like, person. who is still, like, how are we going to have a season three of the show? Who is still going to White Lotuses when there's so many deaths around White so Lotuses? So can I ask about, this supposed to be an anthology series, right? Mm-hmm. Are you, how do you feel about Jennifer Coolidge being on this season? Okay, so, unlike you, like I mentioned, I think I, I alluded to earlier this season, I would like to, like, <laughs> show me what you want to show me and then I'll tell you whether I want it or not, right? So, right. is that White Lotus season two? Give it to me and we decide. Big Little Lies season two, I'm excited. It comes out, it's, oh not, as, it's not as good. That's fine. You get, but I don't want to prejudge. So, give me season two, that's fine. Tanya, I wish she didn't come back. I wish Tanya didn't come back for this season. I wish. Yeah, because I feel like. For, some, for, for two main reasons. One, I, I'm tired. I'm enough. I'm, I think I'm tired. I'm tired, <laughs> I'm tired out. Tired. <laughs> I'm tired out. But also, secondly, I think it would have been better if there was no connection to season one. Just a fresh new cast. Fresh anthology. Everything is just, only thing connection is the White Lotus. I honestly, she's like Tom Hollander, who is an actor I really like. He's finally yeah, we appearing. Saw him, we saw him in episode three. Yeah, yeah. finally. And he's in her storyline. Wasn't think, that, what's that um, Amazon? Oh, um, what? Um, Night Manager. Night Manager, yeah. That was, I, was actually, I think I've seen him other things, but that's the one place I always remember him from. But yeah. He's going to be in her storyline. So obviously I'm going to be, I guess, interested in that storyline. So hopefully that bodes well for coming episodes. Mm-hmm. But I would have preferred no Tanya in this season. I guess, I mean, if you want to defend why she's here, you could say she's introducing a Porsche character. Yeah, I mean, in terms of story, yeah, I guess. Yeah. In terms of storyline. Yeah. But if Jennifer Coolidge was a new friend, a fresh face. Yeah, if we, yeah. I mean, that could still work anyway. So 
I guess people, you know, fans, because she won an Emmy, didn't she? Oh, I mean, in ter- outside, if you're going outside the story, I know why she's there. Like, she was the breakout yeah, in season fans one. Fans wants more coolish. She so won the Emmy. Coolish, like, she's Jennifer Coolidge. Um, Mike White is our very close friend. Like, he basically wrote the show for her because he was like, I want, to, I want to showcase your talent. So, like, so I know why she's there outside of this. Apparently, she's good vibes on set as well. Yeah, yeah but everybody, like, like, people have liked Jennifer Coolidge for like almost two decades. Everybody was so happy when she won the Emmy. Like, people liked Jennifer Watch Coolidge. American Pie, of course you like her. Oh, well, I never watched American Pie. Unlike I you. watched the, you're the, you're the <laughs> um, So yeah, I don't know. Um, she does this annoying cry and it's so childish. But she doesn't do that. <laughs> it's generally so funny. Like, oh, like, man. like when, 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 um, when Greg is like, I've been married four times and she just breaks down. She's like, four times? And she's like, no, you're the fourth. I was like, I'm the fourth. And the way she chooses to, the way she chooses to cry. I mean, we might talk about the, the hotel manager in a second, but when, when she's like, who am I? It's like Peppa Pig. Like, well, she's no. a Peppa Pig. That hotel manager, Valentina, she needs to relax with her shade. <laughs> to be fair, apparently Italians throw a lot of Yeah, Italians that's what I was saying. I mean, because yeah. she's never saying it like she's shade. She's just saying it like straight. I mean, I mean, I mean, there's being brutally honest. Like, like we're, we're going to go to them in a second when she's like, was she going to sleep with your father? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, anyway, let's just quickly talk about, let's quickly finish about Tanya and Greg. So yeah, yeah. I, would wish Tanya was in this season, but like she's very insane. And there's some parts in this in her story that I like. And I think that like you said, that I've been great on a fresh new character. But like I think the way she interacts with with Haley Richardson's character is ridiculous. Like she's just like sit down there while I cry in the room and read the Vanity Fair. But that's what you can do when you have 500, 500 million or five hundred billion, whatever they said. Like it's just like yeah. different level. I mean you sort of because every time you see um Portia, um you're always wondering like you know cheer up in it <laughs> why <are> you <laughs> can you stop being a miserable wreck but when you're sort of watching her with um jennifer Coolidge's character Tanya, yeah. and she's like see her while i cry kind of like you probably get this six times a day mm-hmm. and that must be extremely exhausting and that might make you want to you know jump out of a window or something so i can probably understand a bit more oh bit she's more now she's a trooper like, like to survive with this with this, exactly, uh, she, yeah, she's ridiculous. done really well, man. She's done so well, just for the show to reward her with. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Greg, do you, want to do you feel right? he's actually going for? Okay, let's talk no, about no, Greg. No, yeah, I want to talk about Greg first. Do you okay. feel like he's? Do you feel like he's actually going for work? No, 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 no. I mean, he says, "I love you." He <laughs> says, like "He's going to be gone for two days." Yeah, he's definitely not going and for he's work. He's going to be back. You can't wait. Was back for two days. No, no, no. So how long is Jennifer Coolidge? I think they're all there for a week. Tanya at the White Lake, just a week. I think they're all there for a week. And your right? someone is yeah. basically gone for two days. Yeah. Which is what she was... That's she, taking the piss, man. I mean, Tanya made some points. She was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm only here for... And you made me care of my sister, which is not just like... Everybody's just wrong on this show. Like, everybody's just wrong. But Tanya made some points. She was like, I'm only here for seven days and you're, you're going to be gone for two days and you know it's not going to be two days. You're going to call me and extend. So, I don't know. Okay... Are we just all going on Greg being cheating? Or is there, there's probably more to it, right? Or is he just he's just cheating? I feel like that would be the obvious choice about him cheating. Mm. And I don't think... I think Mike White, I think there might be something up his sleeve. Yeah, unless he's just like, you know what? I have twists elsewhere. Here is just what you see. He's, this guy is cheating. Like, but like he says, I love you. Know, like, it's not working. On one hand, you're like, why is Greg treating her like that? It's not fair. I know mm-hmm. she's a handful, but you might think that someone that agreed to marry her might actually pull up with their shit and everything. But on the other hand, you can see the way, he, you know, she treats her sister and saying like, 
I mean, I'm not sure I feel sorry for you mm-hmm. and everything. So, yeah, Tanya, we'll see how that goes. I still can't believe, I mean, I was watching that moped ride. And I mean, just that ride through Southern Italy, I just wanted to book a fucking ticket straight away, man, oh, next weekend, because that looked amazing. Yeah, just uh, amazing, amazing, amazing. But yeah, I'm interested, interested to see. Interested Let's talk about Porsche. Just Porsche? Let's talk about Porsche. Why, sure, why not? Because I feel Porsche will definitely need on to... I guess we could grip her on with with Degrassi's. Yeah. I mean, she just wants dick, doesn't she? <laughs> what did she say? She just wants to be thrown around? Is that what her friend said? No, she, she said, said she, she, wanted a, she wanted an Italian man to just throw her around. Which... Yeah, and I... Well, Abby's Italian, isn't he? But uh, that guy was really pissing me off. <laughs> Let's, let's talk about her first. Let's talk about her first. So I let's think, talk about her first. Obviously, in two and three. What's some, the deal? Yeah, some things obviously come like like everybody's on this show, she's awkward, but I think something she obviously has, like I said, she's dealing with, she has meds. She stole some meds from Porsche, from she Tanya. She stole some meds. So yeah, that, she did. That's obviously not going to end well. Um, and I don't know, it's just, you can tell that she's definitely, there's something with her. Like, she's obviously very yeah, depressed. Yeah, she always sounds so, like, yeah, down. Just can't, I just hate my life. Oh, she's definitely she's depressed. Crazy. She has his own meds and then we don't know what else is there. So like, there's definitely going to be something there. And like, yeah. Um, Tough beat for her. And she meets this Italian guy. What? What? what the nice guy. <laughs> the nice guy. <laughs> he doesn't believe in the patriarchy, Bancale. Sounds like you, doesn't he? <laughs> Oof, okay. Fuck you. Um, where do you want to start talking about this? this where do I want to start with this fucking guy, man? Um... I mean, because he's saying, like, I mean, what did he say he likes? He says he's a nice guy, and he's that, he's, that, he's that sort of person on Twitter who tweets what nice guys ever gets. Nice guys mm-hmm. always finish last. Mm-hmm. He's that sort of person. And is that meme? Is that meme of, like, when, you know, the, the guy with the... Is it Beat It Chick? That, <laughs> yes, the guy with the glasses. <laughs> anyway, just just Google Beat It Chick meme. That's, That's the name what the guy's about. Because I think it asked him, I think it asked, like he said, his type is... um. What did he say? God, he said he's attracted to broken birds. Broken birds, pretty broken birds. And there was like a smirk on his face and she was like, literally on my notes on the house, like, is Abby a fraud? <laughs> oh, on my notes, which I wrote after episode two. Mm-hmm. I'll be definitely an intel. <laughs> yeah. Afterwards. Do you reckon he watches Andrew Tate and uh, Jordan Peele? So, okay. Well, to be fair though, he's against the patriarchy, so I don't think he watches Yeah, so let's talk about, let's... I think it's interesting to talk about Albi in terms so of... So he's the worst sort of intel. Because he's not, he's not braggadocious like Andrew Tate. He's like, yeah. the intel you're not expecting. Mm-hmm. And those are the worst, apparently, from what I've heard. <laughs> not from your personal experience. Not from my personal um, experiences. So Albi, I think it's performative nice. Mm. And I mean, look, it's too guys talking about nice guys on, on a podcast so this is, again Hadja thank you for leaving and we're not, amazing guys and um, exactly Hadja was supposed to sort of interrupt me and be like <laughs> go on like some 10 minutes no but about yeah something. so Hadja thanks thanks a lot for that for leaving these two guys talk about what it means to be a nice guy about, but about no um, great man I think the moment like look maybe maybe we're trained by society or by the media we've been consuming and when a guy says he's quote-unquote a nice guy then we we know 100% that he's not but I also don't know anybody in real life that calls himself a nice guy and isn't a dickhead I do know he's a nice guy 
Does he Sounds good? like bad name drop. Does, does he, yeah, it's like very, but does he go around saying I'm a nice guy? That's the point. No. Exactly. And it's, being, it's the thing of being in quote unquote nice guy and expecting something from that. Like, it's like girls say they want yeah, a nice I, guy, that's but a when good they point, get it. Because I think we just have like a massive sample size on all the people who go out of the way to their nice guys just mm-hmm. being. Oh, it's like, oh, I'm a nice guy. You should be with me. Stop being with the guys I've hurt you. Like, Get in the bin, man. Like, it's like, if first person, I'm a nice guy. Girls say they night one nice guys. And when they find one, they don't want him, whatever. And then he follows up by saying, I'm attracted to broken birds, i.e. girls. That, that was strange. Girls, no, no, but that was, like, what does that mean? Just, that's girls have either been with non-nice guys or girls that have been, like, through shit, through Trump. emotional turmoil. So he believes that he should, be yeah. so like, he should be the nice guy. That that's did. just weird. He's, <laughs> he's such a bad person. I'm a theory. I think he's trying too hard to divorce himself from the behaviors of his dad exactly. and granddad. Exactly. No, but because he's trying too hard, he ends up being like them. I can't, I don't, I don't have a sister theory. I don't know if it's sister or cousin theory, but it's like. Right. Um, I think we could see if Mike White is trying to talk about just how three generations of toxic masculinity. Right, there's Bert, who was from that generation, like the quote-unquote the Godfather generation. Like he's just out there, he's saying it. Like he was cheating when, like he was hiding it. Like he's eighty and he's still hitting on twenty years. Like he, he's just he's never hiding anything. Which in a way you can even like, I respect you. <laughs> like like it's just there. The old right? days were the old days, isn't it? Yeah. But he's he's toxic masculinity, and then you have um, Michael Imperialist character who dumb. I know everybody's talking about Luke Obi Plaza. Great performance. She was the breakout even before the episodes came out. But I think Imperial is doing such good work. I think again the end of this is of episode three. Oh my god! The the turmoil on his face when um, Albie is like saying like he's the reason that um, Haley. Why do I keep forgetting her name? Haley Lou's character leaves. Like you can see on his face. Like he's just like he he he's, he has so much shame for what he's done. Even yeah. though like. I'm not going to say and he's repentant because that's, that's a bit of a leap. But he definitely he's has trying to so hard not to. He's trying, like he sort of told Maria and Lucia. Lucia and Maya, yeah, yeah. Lucia, sorry. About, uh, it's over with. Mm-hmm. And, and you can just know this is not lasting. Well, I mean, even <laughs> the episode before when he tries to, when he tells Lucia to go and it's just like, exactly. well, well, Mia is here. And it's like, like, I mean, I'm, I am nothing but a man. Last time it took six hours. This, it's going to take 12 hours this time. You're going to be back with the bullshit. So I'm not, I'm not going to go out and say he's repentant or he's changing because he tries to say he's changing to Albi. And Albi's like, are you? Because I think Albi definitely knows. Albi's like, are you actually changing? Um, so, but, but I think like, he has what? the shame. I think he definitely has the shame. Like, you can see, you can, you can see the shame when Laura Dern is shouting at him over the phone in episode one. And, I mean, it sort of all leads back to our question of what was so bad that he did I I think it's that made his daughter. I think it's just basic. I think it's just constant cheating. I don't think it's anything more. Really, I think he's just been a serious. I think cheater. there's something there. I think there's something like because that. I mean there was that bit when they went to um, the sightseeing place around Sicily, and I think Bert made a little remark about how a little. <laughs> well, he was like this guy raped this guy's daughter take that back <laughs> yes and i was like you couldn't have possibly done anything that bad and the camera just cut to me i was like oh I, okay what, do you think he went full weinstein 
I don't know if he went for Weinstein. I mean, he's a movie producer. Yeah, I, I know. That I mean, dynamic, they, they went as far to say that he's a movie producer. And I don't think, I feel like so they're quite not to say like, that randomly. Yeah, you're right. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I don't want to I don't put, think, I don't want to put any abuse on him yet until, already any assault on him yet until we get to. I feel you have to, I mean, you have to maybe, come with, with all possibilities, yeah. frankly. I just thought he was and just like a serial, a serial cheat. Like they, he's been doing mm. and they've been catching him and he's been apologizing and now just like, I can't do this anymore. But you're right. It, the explosion does seem like a lot. I feel like, I think he's probably like a sex addict and that's... Oh no, he's, yeah, definitely a sex addict. Yeah, definitely yeah. a sex addict and that kind of took a... That went left, yeah. basically. Because I mean, the, he says he's a sex addict and you can like, be like, okay, are you really, are you really a sex addict? But then that scene in the bar when he's just looking at all the women, you're like, oh yeah, this guy's... This guy is struggling. This, this guy, guy is so far down. The he's struggling yeah, to keep it together. Um, <laughs> no, so but yeah, in terms of the three generations of toxic masculinity, I think his is like he's a quote unquote a feminist, right? That's what he says. Like I was about to say, but he's a feminist. <laughs> we don't think that we'd be conditioned to like if a man says he's a feminist, then or says it in defense or whatever. So I think he's someone that he thinks he's not all that bad, right? Mm-hmm. He, what he does, he sleeps with women. Like he's not. It's not as if he's like. Which is why I. I don't think he, which is why I, think, I don't want to think he assaults women or has any assault in his history. I feel like that, that would then make what he stands a bit weird because if he actually believes, unless he doesn't see it as assault. Um, so, which I guess lots lot, lot of them don't. Let's, can, we, can we bash Portia for a bit? <laughs> okay, that's random, but go ahead. She hasn't seen The Godfather. That, that's rude. You, and you, you know haven't seen you... The Godfather. Let's bash you as well. Okay. <laughs> But look, insane. I'm people that listen to this on. podcast know that. I'm telling you to watch this, this freaking masterpiece. Well, one and two masterpieces, three as a money grab for <laughs> almost three and a half years now. And I always fall on deaf ears because you're busy watching. What are you watching? Well, I'm watching TV shows to keep this podcast alive. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, TV shows to keep this podcast no, alive. No, I have nothing against the Godfather. And I'm going to watch But here's the thing. Whenever I would watch Godfather, something comes. Like, for example, now, I'd have probably watched it this Christmas. Probably wouldn't have watched it this Christmas. But, anyways. But now I can't watch it for a few months because now I remember I know that Michael's wife dies in a car bomb. So now I have to wait a few months for that to leave my brain before I watch Godfather again. Yeah, but it's like that's not that that part. Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll I will watch the Godfather. Like, Godfather is not going fine. anywhere. That's the problem. Like it's, it's I have to watch things that are coming out now because I need to keep up. But it's, Godfather is not going anywhere. Like I'm going to watch the Godfather. Anywhere, but that's just staple of. And after I watch the MT, to watch Apocalypse. What's the staple of? What's the staple of American cinema? Are you are you Pardon like Bert? What's the Godfather staple of American cinema? Cinema. Well, I haven't watched another staple apparently, which is Star Wars. So what? Okay, well, we're really going off track. <laughs> you watched Star Wars as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm not Star Wars. That's, that's just different. I'm, I'm not even. Clay, I'm, I'm not fighting that. I'm not Star Wars person. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> want, everyone just turned off. Everyone's like, "What? This podcast? They don't even watch Star Wars or or going Godfather? On, we're going What's away." Going um, no, so I think he's, he's like, he, he wants to believe he's a good person. Like, he wants to believe he's a feminist. He wants to believe that he married a strong woman. He wants to believe that he, whatever. But he clearly doesn't respect that strong woman that he, he married because he's going around cheating every time. Like, he's going around cheating every time. So, and I think, I think Albie's own will probably be the, for lack of a better term, the Gen Z toxic, toxic masculine person. That guy looks so much like Shawn Mendes, by the way. He actually, I've, you just saying that now is actually just yeah you're right. I, just, I, I just can't leave my mind. I didn't even, yeah. I didn't even know that <laughs> he's tall like him as well. But I think he I think he will be like the Gen Z. I'm not trying to put this on Gen Zs, but like the Gen Z toxic masculine person. Well, the Gen Z sort of liberal. Yeah, he's like 
I I fear that we might be watching radicalization. Mm-hmm. Like imagine what because like what, what does Portia is like you need to be more aggressive, and then if Portia says no, I'm not feeling this, and then she goes to sleep with that Italian guy, that guy in the hotel. So how could you do like, this to me? Are we watching Albi's radicalization in real time? Like are we watching him become an intel in real time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, I'm not. I don't know how to put this. Like he does things. Or like, I mean, you could say that like. Mm-hmm. That's a good point, bro. If you say like, oh, she, if he finds out that, she, you know, she's sleeping with, or she slept with an Italian guy, mm-hmm. you could just have a threesome with prostitutes, and that pers- and that kind of cycle restarts again. Yeah, but he would not do that. Sex workers. He would not do that because he wants to believe that he's better than his dad. The same way, um, imperialist character wants to believe that he's better than his own father. Do you get what right. I mean? Okay. But it'd be very interesting though if the the sex workers just keep off floating through every storyline in this show. Next thing, they are Tanya am- and, and Hayley. amazing, Richardson. man. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, so, I think, like, I mean, look, should we talk about the kiss quickly? The kiss in episode two. It's a weird that kiss. That was so, it's a very that was like, kiss. actually, they're not saying anything. But, like, he, he, <laughs> asks her, he asks her to kiss her, right? Completely fine, in my, opi- in my opinion. I don't know what, I don't know what general consensus is on that, but I think if you, you can ask, and she said yes. But, but that, that that kiss, and this is a girl, obviously to his credit, he doesn't know that, but she's the girl that says she wants to be thrown, thrown around by an Italian man. And he basically kisses her like she's his cousin in Game of Thrones. Not even not even the Game really? of Thrones kissing cousin thing. Obviously not cousin, because you're not going to kiss your cousin in the lips. But like, it's like... Wrong, t- wrong, wrong, wrong HBO show. <laughs> wrong HBO show. <laughs> it's the most passion, it's the most passionless like kiss ever. It's, it's barely a peck. Like, it's like... I mean... Talk about awkward moments. That's an awkward kiss, Bankai. Yeah, and I'm just like, what is going on? What is going it's on like, here? Oh, like, it's one thing if you had kissed up a plan and not gone into the room because you want to respect her. That's fine. Nobody's, nobody's saying sex has to happen. But like, the kiss is like, even Portia is like, what What just happened? Like, her eyes are still closed like seconds after. She's like, I'm waiting for the Ick. next one. <laughs> Ick straight away. Straight. In that moment. In that moment. <laughs> it, it grew. Um, so yeah, I think like he's the type of person that thinks he's a good guy, and actually thinks he knows things about gender constructs and about why the Godfather is bad. I mean, yeah, and about why because I'm a good guy, I deserve. Yeah, and then when he realizes, I that, deserve some muffin. So now, what happens when he realizes that he doesn't deserve because he's and once he doesn't get the muffin, it's like, you know, how does he? How, how does, does he react? react? To that? Yeah, and I, I think the show. For anyone who thinks Albie's a good person, I think the show will be like, no, it's just a constant cycle. Yeah. I mean, to be fair to Mike White, White Lips to season one was also about the, the, con- the cycle and breaking out of that cycle and not being able to break out of that cycle. Obviously, Steve Zahn's son breaks out of cycle in episode in season one, but Alex Dorio doesn't break out of the cycle. She goes back. Sydney Sweeney and the, her black friend go back. Like, this, the cycle continues. So, yeah, no. I think that from episode one, I thought he was bad. And then episode two, every episode just kept on compounding it for me that like, this guy is not really So now I was kind of like, oh, this guy might be the most redeeming character on the show. Who's the most redeeming character on the show? Oh, for now is uh, is Harper. Portia. Because also, also she's, no, no, not Portia. Oh, I guess Portia. Yeah, I forgot about Portia. I meant Harper or Plaza's character. Oh, Harper. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Because Harper's only thing that she's a hater. And we're all, everybody's a hater in real life. Like, we're all haters for one thing. Like, she hasn't done anything mm-hmm. that bad. I guess Portia can be Portia. Yeah, Portia. Because the thing about Portia is the moment we see Portia, Portia she's being put down on. Like, <laughs> like Tanya's like, mm-hmm. stay in your room. She's like, I have to eat. I love how everybody keeps on just saying, yeah, I like, love that's... to eat. Like, that's the thing that everybody just keeps on saying. Like, like Bert is like, you have to eat. <laughs> like, 
Shut on his son, but okay. Gotta eat, man. Gotta eat. Wing, if you go to Italy, would you more would you be more of like a pizza or a pasta guy? You know, I've never had um I'm mean, something I'm thinking about. I've never had Italian. I want to have like pizza. It's it's much better. Yeah, I, I, all I've had is like <laughs> pizza. The pizza we stuff. know, right? The Domino's. Yeah, the pep- Domino's all I want to have like yeah. what Italians actually call pizza and see if it's maybe I'm just a pleb and I'll just want the the Domino's. <laughs> You're just so conditioned to shit. Yeah, Domino's but I've never. Like, so I, I, I want shit. to have like authentic Italian pizza very soon. Yeah, man. I mean, some shots in the show are just like fucking. I want to yeah, no. it right now. Okay, quickly, let's talk about the the sex workers. Because I love them. I, I love their interactions with Valentina, the, the hotel lobbyist. It's because she's just looking down on them and they're like, and she's, and they're like, that moment when he's I know to you put... think I'm shit, but I'm still, yeah. I'm still living my best life. So yeah. I'm going to do what I want to do. And she's like, oh, fine. Like there's that little scene mm-hmm. in episode two where Dom, Michael and Prolo's character, puts them up in a room mm-hmm. and she's trying to say, are you sure you want to put them in a the room? Are you are you really, really, really sure? What, what does she say? Like, She's like, um, I need to get another bed. He was like, we don't need another bed. He was like, what? You guys are all going to sleep on the same bed? <laughs> and I just, I think, I don't know. I think she's my favorite character. She's just amazing, man. She just hates everybody. Do you? And there's that little scene. No, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. See, there's that scene um, in season, in episode three, where her colleague, you know, compliments her. She's like, what do you think about okay. that scene? I want to talk about it. I had some my notes. What do you think about it? I think that scene is incredible. It was pretty endearing. I was like, a little, a little warmth she, in my heart. So she was so touched when, when, when Isabella said yeah. that. She, she was like, like, oh, oh my this God. This is nice. Like, I think it was the first time anyone has actually like recognized her for her work and said, well, well, well I mean, someone recognized her at the start of the episode. Not for her work. In the coffee shop. No, not, not for <laughs> her work. And like, she's someone that, she has, she has lunch alone with two kittens. Like, She's living a pretty lonely life. Yeah. All and, she does is like, you know, serve these rich people. And very much like Amand in season one, her job is her life. And then obviously yeah. it's like, which leads me, do you, do you wish or do you miss the like, kind of like the upstairs downstairs thing, like getting to know about the employees as well in, in season yeah, one? Yeah, I do miss that. I want more of her. Of her, right? Yeah. I think we might get, obviously in episode three, we get more, I think we might get more as we go. I don't want too much. Not too much, yeah. no. I don't, I don't think I want Amand. Amand was that a guy was out of control. <laughs> and I liked Amand, but I don't think we want as much of, of Amand as we... No. I don't I don't think we want as much as we had for Amand for her. Um, and I guess the um, sex workers, me and Lucia, kind of replaced kind of like Natasha Rothwell's character. And maybe... So do you um, think like Mia's... I mean, she's going to end up with a... She's going to sign a record deal. 360. <laughs> She's not going to sign a 360 deal, isn't she? Am I? I don't. I don't think she's going to be that lucky. I don't think this is going to ah, work well for her. So do you think, like, my quite saying, there's you know a sliver of hope here for one of the locals, but I'm just going to take it and crush it. Yeah, I mean, eyes. it could be like, look, everyone. No, you don't have to be the one percent to hold sex as a to have power in sexual relationship. Like, like mm-hmm. this guy is a lowly musician who is singing at a hotel. Probably busks, isn't right? it? Right, and he's lording what he has over this girl that's just trying to aspire. He's like, okay, let's have yeah. sex. Yeah. And she's not even a sex worker. He's like, let's be friends with benefits essentially and I'll make your dreams come true. And he's nothing. Like he probably goes nine out of ten times in his life, like people putting down on him. And now he's found the one place where he can be like, so yeah, I, 
Yeah, I think that might be. We'll see. I I don't have much hope that she's going to end this season with a record deal. I don't. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I don't think he can. I don't think. I think he's all shit. All, all shit. I don't think he has the power to do that. But we'll see. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. Like initially, I was. I mean, watching the first season of Whiteless, I was like, "What the fuck am I watching right now? This is pretty bizarre stuff." But I think I do. So have, I think I'm enjoying this more than I enjoyed the first season. I think so as well. Yeah, I I think this episode. This, this season is funny for me. I like. I love. Every episode. Did I laugh last season? Well, there were probably some, but not 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 laugh out loud. I, I don't think I laughed a lot. Like this, not really. Because when you think about it, it was like Sydney Sweeney. That whole yeah. that was weird. That maybe Armand. Maybe Armand. Maybe laugh once. Maybe in a Armand while. was. Yeah, the, I don't think comedic. I laughed. This season, I've laughed. <laughs> like I've, I've, I have laughed. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Obviously, Coolidge as well. Hmm. Well, actually, Coolidge was annoying last year because she had. Um, so I guess that was. The so powerful letting go and stuff, yeah. but uh, okay, but okay. Before we go, do you have a best performance of maybe, let's say, the episode or the season so Well, far? I've got. Hold on. Oh yeah, I'm gonna ask oh, you. I was actually gonna ask. Okay, go ahead. I was gonna ask this person. That's supposed to turn up. It, it's it's three quotes. So one actually one is a really nice quote. Don't spend your life chasing emotionally unavailable men. Quote. Mm-hmm. Make it a quote. Yeah. It's hard to be just friends with beautiful women like you. Such a, <laughs> I had you say that such a last two excited. <laughs> and the third one is what I say before. What I say before every night mm-hmm. out. Let's fun. Let's fun. Who said that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah when oh, that was fun. an incredible scene. We talked about when he, when he was like, <laughs> think, "Who are you?" I think that was before they took the drugs. <laughs> like, who are you with these drugs? Oh my god. <laughs> Let's fun and boom. That's just Let's that's fun. the start of either a really nice out. And night out or well, you never a really remember. big mistake. Mm-hmm. A really big mistake. But what the best act? Who I re- who do I really enjoy? Well, for me, what I think for me, episode three is definitely Imperially. I think he had the best performance in the in, and he's very he's little things. It's very little things, but like it's just mm. I do think like I mentioned earlier. I think Will I mean, Sharp. I mean, Daphne was amazing as well. Oh man, that's true. That scene as well. Will Sharp has his own scene as well. I mean, look, like you said, everyone's just good. At, maybe we can't. Everyone's just good across the board. It's yeah. just a good, I mean, it's just, just good TV, man. HBO. Weirdest white person. Weirdest white person. Mine is Tanya. I was going to say Coolidge as well. I, mean, Tanya. I don't think, I don't think she'll have you. I mean, his, I think, I think, I think Ethan, I mean, he runs every, I just can't get that out of line. He runs every morning. Yeah, but did day. you see his body? Like, did, did you see his abs? He's not the most unfit of people. Yeah, I was like, you know what, fair enough. If you run every day and this is the result, then fair enough, do what you're it's doing. It's really hot, man. It's really hot down there. Bunker. Yeah, but imagine how many calories he's burning. 20,000 steps he's in that heat. calories, to be fair. Yeah. I guess it's like, like, he was not the biggest drinker, but if you want to justify adding all those calories during a holiday. Yeah. But he was going through it, man. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm so excited for episode four to see like, the fallout because he was, he was stressed. He was not having a good time. And I'm so happy he didn't go ahead with the cheating. Like, oh, I was. Some people might say he cheated. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out what the audience think. Oh, <laughs> had your freaking had your. Oh, I should, I mean, okay, should have had your head on his spike. Maybe. maybe. So he didn't really cheat, but you know, um, game is the game. Go charge to the game, man. That's what it is. But um, yeah, I guess that's. Uh, I've got any more thoughts on what? No, no. I mean, obviously, I think it's just great TV, isn't it? Yeah. Thank you for bringing me in last minute. Last minutes coming in, batting uh, But no, I, like I'm, like I said, I'm, so, I'm enjoying. So. I don't think it's my top ten. I don't think it's that. Look, this has been a, this has been a tough, a very good season of a very good year of TV. Like, 
I'm so right now I'm in Oh Severance came out. I'm in, bro, I'm in my Fuck I'm in the mind space of creating my top ten of it. Like I said we're gonna do the episode. And Oh I'm gonna do that as well. And every time I think I'm like, oh that's obviously my top ten. I'm like, oh wait, no. This show. Like this show came out this year. Like Severance, like I said, came out this year. I don't think you've seen the bear. The bear came out this year. How does someone to watch the bear? We own this city came out this year. That came out this year as well. We own this city came out this year. And I'm just like, oh my God. I don't know what I'm going to do when I'm doing my top 10. It's like Barry had that had that season this year, that incredible season. Um, HBO, Severance so, was Apple TV, Slow Horse was Apple TV, Back uh-huh. Hustle, Netflix. Uh, or AMC. This has been an media offices um, industry, obviously Succession. No, Succession did not come out this year, thank God. Jeez, man, I didn't really clock it. Like, this is really good. It's been a ridiculous year. It's been a very, very good So I was thinking, I haven't really watched that many movies, but I was just like, wow. But yeah, no, um... I don't know if it's going to make my top 10, that's what I'm trying to say, but like, I've really, I've enjoyed so I know far. what my top movies already, so far. <laughs> well, you said, yeah. Do you want to pitch it for them to go and listen, to watch it? Please, everybody, I'll go watch All Quiet on the Western Front on Netflix. It is... It's like a German war movie, right? It's a German war movie. I know, you know, German, it's not English, still subtitles, but they that watch is... Dark. I'm sure they can watch it. You can watch it. You guys are all, you know, they're grown clever up, they're people. Adults. You guys be fine. Yeah. But that is insane. I should Probably be watching with that, actually. Top three war movies I've watched in my life, I'd say. Wow. Really? That's yeah. it. What really? So you first of all you're saying it's more than the ones that have come out recent times, i.e. Dunkirk, 1917. It's better than 1917. It's literally 1917. Just it's it's better than 1917. Is it World War One or World War Two? World War One, nineteen seventeen as well. Better than Dunkirk. Um, so my top three will be sorry, saving Private Ryan. Yeah. That's and Apocalypse Now Apocalypse Now yeah but Apocalypse so Now I don't know, is that a war movie that's just I don't know that's just weird <laughs> it's just so better than Dunkirk that's what you're saying better than Dunkirk yeah it's so realistic Bunkley it's it's gritty it's really gritty and dirty and yeah it's, yeah go watch um, that out of words speaking of I got I managed to book because you know um, Glass Onion is on I just I watched. Week. The funny is I watched the trailer before recording, before clicking record on this podcast. Yeah, it, I don't it. know if they're still. If you guys should check. Maybe they're still sending tickets, but it's in Cineworld Cinemas for a week. So I'm I'm gonna watch that on the twenty third. I'm excited for that. That's we need more. For we need that. more who done it, man. I don't care. Enough with all the serial killer bullshit. Give us <laughs> ten people in a house. Someone killed somebody, and we're all trying to find out. Who have you it. seen? That's what I want. Have you seen? Um, look how they run. Look at how they run. The um, Sam Rockwell, Sasha Ronan one. Check it out. It's out. But yeah. Um, is that enough recommendations? Yeah, I think less. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to cut out all of that. We'll see. No power recommendation. <laughs> anyway. Oh my God. Can you anyway, stop? Who's <laughs> that black one yet? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you again for listening to The White Lotus mm-hmm. episode two and three, season two. Well, actually, say the season before the episode, shouldn't you? Yeah, you should. Uh, thank you, Bankley, for coming, batting in, super sub. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed this uh, little conversation. Um, obviously, guys, don't forget to rate, review, on all platforms, drop us DMs. Share with your friends. Share with your friends. Drop us hate, you know, you know, DMs, any suggestions, anything you want to talk about. And yeah, my name is Jibs. Thank mm-hmm. you again, Bankley. Thank you. And. We'll see you next week when Opie Plaza joins us for an exclusive interview. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye.